What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underdogs Podcast. Moving on to episode 18 now. As always, my name is Jordan Daly. We got Craig Smith, Mike Taylor. Say what's up, guys. What what Yo, up, what up? Craig, I'll pass it off to you to introduce the guest. Yeah, man, we got a special guest here, Sky. Uh, it's a Big East brother, ACC brother. Um, big East, Big East. <laughs> one, one, of, one of my favorites I like to watch, especially uh, in college, because, you know, me being a little bit older, but um, definitely a very versatile talent. Um, seems like there was he spent like 13 years in the league, but, you know, he only had four. But it seems like you had 13. Um, you're a Syracuse record setter, uh, mm. FIBA gold and silver medalist. Um, very talented guy. He spent a, a ton of time overseas as well. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Dante Green to the Underdogs yeah, Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I talked about it for a minute now. Finally, finally got the pleasure of having you on. You know what I'm saying? Again, appreciate you being on with us, bro. And let's get, let's hop right into it. Yeah, First yeah. off, I want to kind of talk about your upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Being born in Germany and how you grew up on a base and, you know, moms and everything. Like, walk us through, like, what your childhood was like. And Moms uh, moms worked for the NSA. I was fortunate enough to be born overseas. I was born in Munich, Germany. Stayed there until I was about, about four years old, four and a half. Um, then we moved back to the States. Um, I was in Germany. Um, excuse me. I moved back to Baltimore. Um, moms and dads, basically my whole family's from Baltimore. So moved back there, uh, stayed there until I was about nine. Um, then went back overseas, did a stint in, um, in Japan for a while. We was in Japan for three years. And while we were there, we bounced all around from, from South Korea to uh, Guam, to, uh, to Thailand, to Hawaii. Like just, just moving. Just everywhere my mom went, we was basically going with her. Um, so that was, that was dope to be able to experience that. Uh, the first half, I guess you would say, of my of my childhood. Um, stayed overseas till I was 13 and then moved back to the States. Uh, unfortunately, my mom passed away. So uh, me and my brother had to move back uh, back with my pops and my and my and my grandmother and uh, and my grandfather. And uh, that's when uh, I guess my 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 love for the game kind of went to a, a, a different level. And I started to, uh, you know, start to take the game seriously. So you were saying uh, your mom's passed when you was around thirteen years old, going into high school. Mm-hmm. Well, I was I was in the I was thirteen. I was you know, in the seventh grade when she passed away. Okay, All right. yeah, so towards the end of middle school, yeah. Man, how was that process? You know what I'm saying? Early, like I'm big on the yeah. I'm big on the mental. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, like as a child going through that experience, traveling, being there with your moms, and you know what I'm saying, her being that main support for you and everything. How was that mentally going through that, going through death, you know what I'm saying, in our culture and it being so close to home? Like, how was that, how was that affect, you know what I'm saying, affecting oh, you? It was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. I, um, you know, I, I always been, you know, a good kid. You know, I never wanted to upset, whenever my mother would be upset, never wanted to, you know, do anything to put any added stress on her because she was already, you know, a single mom raising raising two kids overseas, you know. So that was already difficult enough. I knew that at an early age. So I just tried to always be, you know, that the good kid. Like, you know, my, my mom, like my, my mom's friend, that was my best friend. So when she passed away, 
man, just just like spiraled out of control, started to act up in school, man. I think my seventh grade year, I think I was suspended. I was supposed to be in the spell. It was that bad. Um just just going going crazy, man, doing stuff that I I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing. It wasn't right, but it was just like, you know, just acting out, man. Like how else are you supposed to act, you know, when you're thirteen years old losing losing your, your mom, your best friend, you know, your everything. So it was uh it was tough. Um but you know, I, I always say that, you know, basketball saved me. Um I started hanging out with uh, you know, a, a different crowd and, and and all they wanted to do was hoop. So I was like, hey, you know what, uh, let me let me go ahead and and, and and get on board and because, you know, if you if you act up in school you can't make the the, the school team, you know, you can't do none of that. So mm-hmm. I had to make sure I get my you know, got myself together and got myself right and um you know, as 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 much as uh, you know, I, I I love the game. It really, it it really, you know, saved my life for sure. So I appreciate you kind of diving into that a little bit for me, bro. All right, now picking back up. You know what I'm saying? You in high school in the DMV in that area. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, bro. Like I ain't even gonna lie. Like I ain't know your career was just decorated early. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> high school, you know what I'm saying, 2007 Gatorade Player of the Year, McDonald's All-American, Nike brand All-American, Jordan Classic, ranked number seventh in the country. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You win the high school titles and everything. Kind of like mm-hmm. take us through that process in high school. And like you say, you know, mm-hmm. that mentality that you was having, starting to take the game serious and, you know what I'm saying, just how you kind of basically just let it all out on the court, huh? Yeah, it's, I mean, it started off rough though. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. It was, it was. I wouldn't say I was bad, but I wasn't nowhere where I was. You know, where I eventually ended up towards my end of my high school career. Um, came into school, I might have been like, I probably was like six one. Um, the start of my um, six one, six two, start of my freshman year. Um, played JV, played JV the entire year. Grew a little bit. I think I might have finished my freshman year probably like six four. Um, six five, um, but just was real skinny, um, and you know, just trying to figure my body out and trying to figure out, you know, just my my position on the court. You know, back then it wasn't you didn't have the stretch four like we have now. It was you know, was trying to figure out if I'm, if I'm gonna be on the wing because I'm you know I'm I'm skinny, I'm I'm athletic, I'm, I'm versatile, but at the same time, you know, you tall back in the day. You know, you six four, six five, they put you by. You you on a block. Yeah, go Ooh, go right to the block. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You a center. <laughs> so I mean shoot, Craig, no. I mean they they just throw just throw the big joint big I mean, big joint, throw the big guys down there and, and y'all figure it out. But uh nah, I knew I had something special and I wanted to, you know, to continue to grow my game. So I just worked, man. Um in the summer, just always in the gym. Um my AAU coach, uh, Coach Corbett. Um, and, and Coach Bass and Coach Curl, they made sure to keep me in the gym. And then my high school coach, between uh, Coach Mike Daniels and, and, and um, eventually my other high school coach, just everybody just always working. It's like I played basketball really year-round for like three or four years straight. It was before, um, you know, before the trainers or anything like that, just in the gym, just doing regular workouts and just getting better. And, man, I went from unranked in the country um, Beginning of myself, my freshman year to my junior year, t- 
top 10 and, and committing to, to, to Syracuse. So, I mean, it happened quick, but, I mean, it was definitely a, definitely a lot of work I put in for sure. So, so in high school, so around your junior year, that's when it kind of like clicked for you, like, okay. Oh, yeah. Nah, for sure. Junior, it took, the summer going into my junior year, it uh-huh. took off. I, uh, I went to um, I went to Nike, the Nike All-American game. I used to have Nike camp back in the day. So everybody went to Nike camp. I think I tore Nike camp up, like went went crazy, and then went from unranked to 15th. And then that next summer, some of my junior year, going to my senior year is when I really like just took off. I went, I went back to Nike camp, got MVP of the whole camp, MVP of the All Star game. Um, I went to uh, I went and played with the USA under 18, under 17, under 18, one of them two teams, um, won the gold medal there. Uh, my AU team, we we destroyed the whole Nike circuit. We won every every uh, tournament from Boo Williams to Memorial Day to uh, Peace Jam. We were undefeated. I think it was like forty five and zero for the summer. Crazy, crazy run. But just it just everything just came together for me, man. It was it was it was, it was a blessing, man. It's crazy. Oh, that's what's up. Bro had a sick trophy case before he turned eighteen. Great. <laughs> 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 Yo, my grandmother had all the trophies in the in the in the uh, in the living room, man. A big old case. It was wild, man. Trophies, <laughs> man. Next to it. She she loved the trophies more than I did, man. I was just I was just happy to be out there hooping and and, and winning. But yeah, nah, grandma's had all the trophies, bro. Everything she had up in the crib it was it was wild, man. It was wild. Uh, let's talk about your experience playing for Team USA um, in the FIBA. And under eighteen, like what was that like? You won the silver and gold. It was a, uh, it was eye opening. I would say that because um, you know with us over here in the states, like not saying not to say we're we're spoiled or anything like that, but like when you go and play, you know, in FIBA international, them them dudes is already pros. They fit teams. The mentality, the mentality is yeah, different. Yeah, they pros already. So, mm-hmm. granted, you know, nine times out of the out of 10, we're still better basketball players. You know, we're still, you know, we're a little more skilled. Um, our basketball IQ is probably high, higher, I would say. But, and that's no knock on them, but they grow men, like 15, 16 yeah. years old. You going over yeah. there, you playing against them. It's like, dang, like this, it was a, I would say playing in FIBA, even though the, the year before my freshman year was like, playing it was almost like playing in the league like it wasn't even like playing in college them dudes was was grown men it was physical um you know i think we still got raw we should have won the gold medal because our team was crazy mm-hmm. had a crazy team me uh deandre jordan uh steph curry johnny flynn mike beasley uh mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember um i know uh i know mike do raymar morgan Went to Michigan State. Was a cool call. He was called like yeah. yeah. Raymond Morgan was one of the first dudes I seen like in, like that had like a pro body in college and like had mm-hmm. all the pro moves. Like he was like a small forward, but he was nice cooking over there too. But um, yeah, man, we had a squad end up losing in the championship to Serbia. We went and played in Serbia. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just getting that experience was it was big time for me. It helped me take my game to another level and, and prepare me for college, man. I don't think I would have been, um, I, I would have still been successful, but not as successful um, the beginning of my, my college career if I didn't go over there and, and play with Team USA. So definitely a big shout out to, to them. 
So after that kind of experience in high school and FIBA, what was like your college recruiting process like? I, I committed early, so it, it got it got hectic. I know in Baltimore we hoop. We always always have open gym, especially in my school. I went to a small Catholic school, so basically me and me and my guy Malcolm Delaney, we had the keys. Malcolm Delaney. Shout out to Malcolm Delaney. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Bucky. <laughs> that's, my, that's my dog. That's my that's my that's my dog right there. Uh, but yeah, we gotta so we, get we gotta get we gotta get Brody on the pod too. Nah, so. for sure. Nah, for sure. For sure. Nah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, we had to basically we had the keys to to our gym, and we were having we was having open gym in the off season almost every day, man. And when we both started to uh, you know explode onto the scene, college coaches was there. Every single day, every open gym, you would have anybody from from Duke to North Carolina to Kansas to Kentucky, Texas, Miami, Georgetown, Syracuse, like everybody, anybody you name. It's at least every single day, at least five coaches in the gym. And, you know, that's when cell phones had just came out. So, like, text messages <laughs> and phones blowing up. I'm like, yo, I couldn't, I couldn't even, like, focus on school because it was like – you know, coaches trying to talk to you. I'm like, man, I can't, I can't do. It. I don't know how people even hold off to the end of their senior year and all that. Man, it was beginning of my junior year. I just kind of really stepped into the recruiting process, and I was like, man, I'm about to make me a decision now. I'm not, I can't go into my junior season with this over my head and, and trying to, you know, where you want to go and this coach hitting you up, that coach coming. Uh, you know, let's take a visit this place, that place. Like, man, it was. I ain't gonna lie, for me, it was, it was hectic. So. I was like, man, I need to go ahead and, and hurry up and make a decision and just get it out the way. It's a great decision you made, by the way. Yeah, it <laughs> now, look, it was crazy though because I was I almost went to Georgetown, almost went to dry. I was Ooh. I was in Georgetown all the way. Like I was, I used to go down there and hang out with them. It was right down the street from the crib, so okay. I was going down there playing pick up, pick up, hanging out with uh with Jeff and Patrick Ewing Jr. and mm-hmm. and um. Which come had already committed uh, Austin, Austin Freeman, and Chris Wright. They were going there, so I really wanted to, you know, I wanted to go to Georgetown. That was that was my thing, but it just it, it, way too many. They was forward heavy, way too many forwards. They had Jeff still to make his decision. They didn't know if he was going to go to the NBA or come back. Patrick Ewing Jr. was there. They had Dewan Summers. They had uh, Jeremiah Rivers, which was uh, you know Austin and, and Austin's brother. Um, but man, they was they was forward heavy, forward heavy. So my decision to go to Syracuse was my, going into my freshman year. They will only have four returning players, no matter what. They graduated a, a, a graduating class. It was going to leave like uh, Demetrius Nichols, Terrence uh, Terrence Roberts, Big Moot. They had like a bunch of them that was leaving out. Big senior class. And, Shout out, uh, oh. yeah, Big Moot, um, and. Uh, you know, I was me. Whoever was gonna come in with me, we was gonna slide in and kind of, you know, take the reins. And I always wanted just to go somewhere where I know I can continue to grow my game and, and you know, what I'm saying basically be the man. And um, you know, Circus Circus gave me that option. Was that like your most important kind of aspect around picking a school? Is like somewhere you can go and make like an instant impact? Oh, for sure, for sure. I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to go nowhere and, and sit. That wasn't. I hadn't done that since what middle school, so <laughs> my whole high school, even for my sophomore year, um, you know, being a captain on varsity and 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 just taking them them steps to continue to grow my game and get better. I felt like if I went somewhere and set, it wouldn't have, 
it wouldn't have benefited me at all. So definitely needed to go somewhere where I could play and still play my game. And that's the thing I, I know I, I commend uh, Beheim about all the time, Coach Beheim Famer. He recruits you for who you are. You know, a lot of college coaches try to recruit you and, and change your game or want you to fit their style. Like, nah, how he, who, if he recruits you, he wants you to come just as you are. If anything, he's going to help you get better. He's going to, you know, build your strengths up. But at the same time, he's not trying to change your game. And he'll let you go out there and just rock, just play. You know what I'm saying? The, the system he has is, is, is great. And it's it, it perfect for me. I mean, clearly you had a, you know, amazing freshman year. You started in all the games you played in. You led the team in scoring, which you were the first to do since Carmelo as a freshman um, and blocks. And you also set the freshman record for threes in a season with 90. So obviously like whatever, whatever system was there in place was working for you. So you had a killer year. Yeah. yeah. It, it really, you know, what's crazy is it really should have been better. Uh, we had a lot of injuries, man. Uh, we lost. We lost Andy Routens early. He tore his ACL in the in, uh, in the Olympics, I believe it was, or was it the World Cup? Might, how year might have been? Uh, might might have been Olympics. But uh, yeah, that was, no, that was the World Cup. He tore his ACL in the World Cup. Then we had Eric Devendorf go down too. Mm. That was our that was our dog. That was our leader. Um, that kind of I was actually averaging more when he was playing because he just faced the floor. It was. You couldn't guard all of us at the same time between me, him, Johnny, and then we still had Big A.O. or Onowaku, um, who was in the paint, and then we had Paul Hurd too. Like we just had a we had a really good balanced team, and us losing Eric like really, really it hurt us bad, man. Worse than we we probably thought, but uh, but yeah, nah. So it could have been could have been a lot better. Could have been a lot, better. and we didn't even make the tournament either. We got robbed. That's the year. The Big East usually got eight teams into the tournament. That's the year they took seven, and we were the eighth seed and left us out. So, but were y'all headed? You was y'all headed to the ACC the year after that, or no? No, nah, I think we we stayed in the. I think it was a couple. It was a couple more years. I think we might be like probably two or three more years in the Big East. But did but did they, they know? Nah, you know that's football. I mean, they might have knew. I didn't know. You know, you know how it is with the, the football runs. Because that's that. a. They did us shady at the end. They made us tie with UConn after we won outright and had a better record. And just because we was going, they was just hating. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I ain't even thinking about none of that. That's crazy. Like politically hating. Now, you know, it's always it's always politics behind it. You already know. It gets worse as you, you know what I'm saying, as you, <laughs> yeah. every level you go up. It gets crazy. So yeah. y'all already know. But uh <laughs> But yeah, man, it was, it was what it was. But uh, definitely had a, a blast my freshman year, man. What were some of like the the biggest things you think you learned throughout your process playing, you know, college ball there? Showing up, you gotta show up every single night to play, man. Like you know, sometimes when you're in high school, you can you can you know you can take nights off. Um, I don't really feel like playing against them. Like you know, you're going through the motions. But in college, man, nah, especially um, especially in the Big East, you know, once conference play starts, it's it's, it's real. So you definitely can't can't take no nights off, and if you have a rough game, you've got to be able to go ahead, hurry up and and get it out your mind and, and bounce back because you got a you got another one coming right up in a couple of days. So it uh, it definitely helped me uh, with with that. I wasn't lifting no weights in college, so how can you say it? <laughs> <laughs> My strength and conditioning coach already know. Like I was, I got there, run on the track all day long. We all right, got you. Sometimes, sometimes when I wait, run. Uh, I'm very superstitious. My grandmother told me when I was younger, like 
if you lift weights, it'll stunt your growth. I think that's why I am because I am. I'm telling you, I didn't, I didn't lift no weight. I didn't touch weight till I got to the league, man. It's crazy. And my brother was supposed to be taller than me. He ended up being like my brother's like six six and a half, maybe six seven on a good day. But he was supposed to be the taller one, and he was he started lifting weights early. So <laughs> that's the way you know, leave the weights alone, dog. But yeah. Okay. No, I was in that. I was in that same boat. I wasn't messing with no waste. They had that. That was my punishment. Like you got to go to the weight room. Like, right. <laughs> they put me on that track. Way. I'm gone. Like yeah. They like no. Nah, we run, can't punish him with running. Mm-hmm. We can't punish him with running. You got to send his ass to the weight room. <laughs> I hated running too, though. But I mean, I I go on the track before I went in the, in the weight room. That's for sure. So you have your freshman year and then you make a tough call and you declare for the draft. Obviously this upset some people, but you know, at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta do what's right for you. A lot of, um, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people. I was, but. I was, I was hated for a long time at Syracuse, man. And I get it. You know, like he didn't have such a great year, you know, especially for Syracuse standards. And, um, you know, why are you declaring? But I mean, like I told them, like, I, you go to college to get a, to get a good job, to get your dream job. My dream job was right there in front of me. I had the opportunity. I went. I didn't I didn't get my diploma or anything like that. You know, I didn't stay as long as I probably well, as long as they wanted me to. But at the same time, you go to college to, to, to get your dream job, to get to better yourself. And the NBA was right there in front of me. I had to I had to reach out and, and take it, especially once I sent my paperwork in. And, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know the process. You actually send your paperwork into the league and then they send your name around to the 30 teams and then they come back and they let you know where you possibly could be drafted at. So as soon as I sent my paperwork in and my initial slot was anywhere 14 to 20, that's guaranteed. That's first round. I'm out. Uh, they they could have told me 20 to 30. I'm out. It's first round. Wow. You know, so, uh, it was. It, it is what it is, man. It's, it's a tough process, but I mean now it's it's way it's, different now. Yeah, it's common. <laughs> they they want you at sixteen now. Yeah, yeah, it's way they, different. They now. They start so. looking at you at 12, 13 years old man, now. It's crazy. Yeah. Bro, it's crazy so from our era, <clears throat> saying that before us, we was kind of like ahead of our time and kind of like pioneers of what's going on right now today. Like. No, well, they always had an argument about errors and error this and error that. I feel like we was like the last break of that real era, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that could survive in the era before and could survive in the era today. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, nah, bro, we, we were steps light years ahead of our time for real. For no, real. facts. No, facts. No, I say I came out of the DeLorean early. Yeah, should have stayed in there a couple more years. Oh, nah, 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 nah. I was, I was out. I was out. It wasn't no question about mine. Nah, I, uh, grandma, grandma needed, needed some, some, some help, and I had a little tail in the way, so it was over. I was, I was out. And I feel like something that has to go into that too is like with sports right. and, and basketball, like one injury changes everything. Correct. So like if you risk like going back to college playing yeah. another, you get hurt. That that Very whole true. dream of playing Ooh. the NBA could be shattered in a second. I mean. I think I think that's something that kind of need to be, you know what I'm saying, touched upon because it's like you could sign yourself up to the army and go get killed at 18, like but you can't put yourself in 
a position to change your life and your family's life. You know what I'm saying? With off of based off of your own skill. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm glad that that is kind of changing now. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not that hold and lock uh, keeping people like basically in prison, basically slaving them into, you know what I'm saying? Those type of situations. But, you know, that NIL, that NIL money help out too now. Yeah. I'll tell you that. That you changed know, the whole that's, game. That's killer. I can't imagine if we had that. <laughs> oh, I might have stayed. I might say three years we had that NIL, that NIL money, bro. <laughs> You'd already been a millionaire, though. Yeah, man, already right. been a millionaire. They already. grabbing, they Problem. getting cars, they getting bread. Like goodness, they get bread merch bread. deals. The, one dude, one dude got a deal. He doing like cooling and heating systems. I saw that. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you saw that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like a local like plumbing or like HVAC company that he's just doing ads <laughs> for and just gets yeah. paid a ton to do it. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that got to be, that's, that's, that's a booster deal right there for sure. <laughs> Definitely a booster deal. Facts. The, bo- the booster giving that company money, like, all right, here, we just going wrong. We going to funnel this through y'all. Y'all go ahead and just give me the NIL deal. <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. So but looking yes. back on that decision, are you kind of, you know, okay with that decision? Do you wish anything went different? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I think the only thing I was mad about was, was how I slipped, man. Um, Got into an altercation at a at a Nets workout. You know, I'm I'm competitive, right? So we're, I mean, most of all of us are competitive, especially that guy over there, Mike Taylor. Um, <laughs> Different human but, on the court. Right, right, right. I mean, Mike, you we always have our battles. You know what it is. Um, but I'm you know I'm I'm in the workout. I'm not going to say no names, but we in the workout and the guy a guy who I'm going up against. We playing full court one on one. Nets was famous for let to do this. I don't know why, but and you had to stay within the lanes. You had to yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. you're playing full court one on one, and the dude is not. He's not getting by me. He's not. He's not making layups. He's 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 just. I don't think he got a couple times. He didn't even get it to half court, and they just keep coaches just keep giving him, like keep giving him the ball back. It's, I'm like, I'm like, yo, when is it gonna be my turn? Like you keep having me out here playing defense. Is Brian Brian Hill. So everybody knows that Brian Hill has this like short man complex. Like he he be, I don't know what it is about him. He just gotta always. And at this time he was assistant coach. He wasn't even the head coach. So he keep giving the ball back. And then you know at one point I'm like, oh, I'm like, what's up? When is it gonna be my turn? Like y'all keep having me playing all this defense. Like I'm getting stops. Like what's up? When is it? Oh, shut the shut up, rookie. Shut up. Who are you talking to? Don't worry about what's going on. Just just go. I'm like, all right, all right. Let me chill. Let me chill. I get a couple more stops. I think the next time he like hit it off, I hit it off of the dude's leg or something like that. Clearly supposed to be my, my ball. He uh he gives the ball back to the dude. I just black out. Like, <laughs> like, oh what the fuck? I'm out here playing all this goddamn defense. Like if somebody am I gonna get a chance? Like just forgetting where you at that fast, you know, split second. Yeah. And then boom, there it gets out. Dante Green's a, a head case, he's not coachable, uh arguing with the assistants and da da da. I'm like, man, I'm like Anybody that knows me know that that's that's not even me. But mm. for that to even get out, that's the only thing about my whole draft process that I I, I didn't I let myself slip that fast and it, it ended up hurting me and cost me. But uh, but yeah, other than that, this my draft process was my decision. I was cool with and and how it went. I worked out for I think I had nine twenty two workouts. Crazy. Wow. I would, cause I was where I was at, so I was I was projected fourteen. Uh, okay. 
So it was like, all right, you can work out. I worked out for like the top, I think, eight to 30. Like something like that, yeah. Eight to eight to twenty eight, something like that. Cause I didn't work out for Houston. And they as crazy, they ended up drafting me. But I did a couple workouts. I did two workouts for Sacramento. They called me back. So I thought I was gonna go to Sacramento, but um they ended up drafting my guy Jason Thompson, which I ended up being going there eventually. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, my 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 draft, it was tough. I was in that was the best shape of my life, I tell you that. That draft process, she gotta be in some some crazy shape um, for them workouts, but uh, oh my god, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was dope. Now, did you do the combine, or I mean, did you do the combine, and then like, how was the travel schedule for these workouts from from eight to thirty? Like, how many did you do in a week? Like, how was that? Yeah. So, so I didn't do the combine. I uh, well, I went to the combine. I was one of those non-player. Like, I didn't, I didn't have to play. I was yeah, uh, yeah. they they said I didn't I didn't need to play so that's was, was that he was, was cool. a lottery he was projected yeah. lottery mm-hmm. yeah so that was that was dope um but the workout it just depends like so one week I know with for instance Milwaukee I went to Milwaukee Milwaukee was like one of my first workouts you go there I got there on like a Monday Tuesday you had your own individual workout I have I had my own individual workout Tuesday and then Wednesday was the group workout. With a couple of other, I think in my workout it was uh, it was me, um, Joel Alexander, um, who they ended up drafting, and then I think it was JJ Hickson and Anthony Randolph. We was all, that four. We was mostly always in workouts together because of our position and where we were all slotted to, uh, to be drafted to that. And that's, um, that's a tough group, though, right there. Nah, we was bumping. We <laughs> that's bumping, a tough though. group. <laughs> always, and it's like you going to these different workouts, but you seeing basically the same guy. Same you might person. go to a workout and. You might have a couple guards in one. It might be like guards in a, in a forward. Um, but most of the time, it was all the guys that you position. And, and it's man, it's it's doggy world, man. You got to get out there. You gotta you gotta go. You gotta go. Exactly. And I was already cool with JJ. And JJ was cool through uh, just you know growing up through grassroots and mm-hmm. and everything. And uh, I didn't. I didn't really, I know I played against Joel Joel Alexander, of course, at, uh, in the Big East, even in West Virginia, but. Uh, I already don't ask me too much, but we we ended up getting cool. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's with that workout, and then sometimes you have I had like four workouts in a week, so I was in Phoenix. I went from Phoenix to to uh to L.A. from L.A. to Memphis to Memphis to D.C. Like it was, oh, it was just crazy yeah, it was bouncing terrible. around. It's only two months. You only basically like only like two or it was. I don't know how it is now, but it was only two months where you could. Workout before the draft, and I worked out all the way up. The draft was a Thursday. My last workout was was Tuesday. I had a I had a I had a a, a meeting with uh with Houston who ended up drafting me, but I met with them Tuesday, and um and then flew back home to have my um my draft party on Thursday. So yeah, what was the draft night? What was that like? Stressful, bro. Stressful. Um, <laughs> just because I knew what had happened in, in New Jersey and, you know, I didn't know where, you know, you try not to pay attention to it, but, you know, I'm, my name was already sliding on some of the draft boards. So it was like, damn, like, you know, did I make the right decision? Should I went back? Um, and then I, you know, I had to also make another decision. I got invited to New York, but I got a big family, man. I got a huge family. So, you know, a lot of people helped me get to that point. And I don't think it would have been fair just to, you know, 
select a few to go with me to New York. Um, so I ended up renting out a bowling alley in, in, in Baltimore and just had all my man it was packed in there. I, mm-hmm. It was crazy. But I didn't even, what's crazy is I didn't even go until they called my name. I was at my grandmother's house, which was like right, right down the street around the corner. I couldn't leave the house because I just couldn't sit there in front of all them people and, you know, wait for my, wait for my name to be called. And I, if I look back on that, I probably should have just went straight to the thing, um, to the bowling alley and been in the party. But it was just, I just needed that, that had a long time. So it was at the house. It was just me. I think it was me, my cousin, Quentin. My little, I think my little brother was there with me and my manager and my agent. We was all just at the house, just waiting for him to call my name. And, you know, you get, you get past, I think I got to like 20. And I started getting up. I had my suit on. And over. Over. I'm, I'm pacing. I took the jacket <laughs> off. I'm pacing. I think I get to pick number 25. I start crying. I'm like, man, I messed up with y'all. Why did I leave? And my man is like, yo, just be cool. Be cool. Like, what you mean? Be cool. I ain't work out for none of these teams. Like, the last five teams, I ain't work out for them. And they're like, oh, man, I was tripping. My cousin's like, yo, calm down. I'm like, no, I ain't gonna calm down. Like, I'm, I'm just, man, tripping. Like, really, real life. Looking back on it, I wish I had a camera crew with me because that would have been very funny. Man, I don't know. I know I, I had my dress shoes. I know I walked the hole in my grandma's floor. I'm just going back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> so they finally, my phone rang, and I think it was the 26th pick. So my phone rang, and it's Memphis. I mean, it was, it was Memphis pick, but my phone rang, and it's Houston. I'm sitting there talking to uh talking to my guy who's a scout who I always he's like, yo, we gonna we gonna pick you. I was like, no, I'm, like, no, I'm sorry, 26 pick was Houston's pick. And they called me and they're like, oh, we're gonna pick you. I'm like, all right, bet. So I'm I'm gonna pick right here. They're like, nah. We picking for Memphis. <laughs> and Memphis picking for us. I'm like, but I'm available right now at the 26 pick. What are y'all doing? Like, just take me right now. I don't know what it was. You know, there's the money. Uh, we need this. We need that. So they ended up picking uh, Darrell Arthur. And then um, Memphis picked me at 28. Oh. Swapped them picks right there. But, yeah, it was it was wild, man. It was wild. But uh, ended up all working out. And, I mean, I was mad. Don't get me wrong. I was I was upset I went 28th. But, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was happy that, you know, I was – Still in that first round bracket, and uh, you know, I was ready to rock and roll. Now, let's, now let's get into summer league because it <laughs> pops off right after. Oh, you my god, a 40 ball first game, bro. I was mad, I thought I was mad. I shouldn't, have, <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't have went, I shouldn't have went 28th, still be that to this day. Yep. Um, and, and I think we were playing against Phoenix, and that's a team I had worked out for twice. I can't remember who they drafted that year, but I know that I wanted to go to Phoenix. I ain't going to hold you. I went down there my first time in Phoenix, went down there, worked out, I was there for a couple of days. Like, just, Phoenix was cool. I was like, yeah, I need, to, I need to be down there in Phoenix. Got that second call back. I'm like, oh, I know I'm, I know they're going to draft me. I'm set. So, of course, draft night coming in, they ain't draft me. So, I, uh, I made sure whoever I was – I think every team we played against, that was, was crazy. Everything we played against that, that, that summer league, um, my rookie year, it was somebody who, of course, could have potentially drafted me, but I had definitely had good relations with. And I was like, I'm gonna show y'all that y'all should have drafted me. Like y'all, y'all made a mistake. And what's crazy was I signed my contract five minutes before the game. They weren't even gonna let me play. You know, you can't play. Well, back then you couldn't play until you signed the right. contract. So my the contract's already structured, but 
they was working out the, you know, the bonuses, or, you know, incentives, all that other stuff. So my agent finally got it done like five minutes before the, uh, before the game. And I didn't even warm up that game. I was just dressed. I was just, I was just chilling, sitting on the side. And now you met, you manifested that. And, and that's what I love to hear. And I feel like we, we in our basketball community don't get to talk about that enough. There's so much uh, fuel we add to the fire, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right. I'm going to prove to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, I, I think is so big because it's like, it's something about that energy, man, that like, it's almost like a Bruce Leroy effect sometimes. Man. Like you got it's, this divine glow. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And you got to just make sure that when you get those opportunities, you got to take advantage of them. And I was making sure like, Hey man, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the league on notice. Like, mm-hmm. um, 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 what they say, you know, they say all oh, Syracuse guys, you know, they just they don't want to play no, they don't want to play hard, they don't, they don't really play defense, da, da, da. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to come in and change all that, change the whole narrative for us. And it started that night in summer league, man, that first game. So yeah, forty ball. I think I finished up as in like twenty seven for the summer. I was just I was just happy to be out there. Yeah, it was all summer league. So where'd you come in in the MVP voting? Was you MVP? Um, I, back then they, they didn't give it out. You know, they, I think I probably would have got it, but back then it wasn't, you know, some league is not what it is now, but, uh, I'm quite sure I would have, yeah, for sure. I would have definitely, I had to get, I think I had the most, um, out of all Now they get, uh, rings. They get rings. It's a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole whole league. It's like a whole league. It's a whole league. I got this summer league bling. You feel me? I got a championship. Mm -hmm. Do those yeah. rings count for anything? Like, if you guys were still in the NBA and a rookie comes into to your like organization and like flexes a ring, like, does that mean anything to you? Negative. Okay. It, it better. Um, you shouldn't flex a ring, but because it's it's different versus I mean, the season. But I mean, it's just good that if you've been working good, on your game, staying in shape. I mean, it's yeah, a, it's man. it's a good. It's like a personal accomplishment. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's good to put like, on your resume. But yeah. Other than that, sure. other than that sure. you. you the, like yeah. who wanted the I think the Lakers won it one year or something like that. Brown didn't really care about that. It was a good yeah. it was a good showing. It's a, like good, it's, show. it's a good it's a good look for the team, for the organization. Yeah. But for the organization. In the in the locker room, like I'm like, that, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a lot of those guys that's on that on on those summer league teams that mm-hmm. don't even have a chance of making it to the league. Yeah. Like exactly. they don't have yeah. no chance. You know what yeah, I'm no saying? No chance. No chance. Before the season, you get traded to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Did you expect that trade or I'm was it? I'm hot. I'm <laughs> upset. I'm in Houston. Great organization. Nice I'm city. The, I'm the put, nice I'm the, city. Good weather. Nice yeah. city. Good weather. City. Come on. It's too hot. Great city. Better than Sacramento. And the and the uh nah, we're not and we're not bashing sack now. This is we're not bashing hot. sack. I'm from Cali. We can't bash like sack. I'm about to say Houston is better than it's uh, I would say this. The living is is probably a little bit better than the yeah. Sacramento. But what people don't understand is, I will say this: when I got to Sacramento, I fell in love with the city, not necessarily the the team organization, but it was more about the city, the fans. Like they still to this day, I go back to Sac. My daughter lives in Sac. I can go back to Sac and get crazy love. I go back and do radio shows. I go get on TV. Uh, just walking in the city. Oh, yo, don't take like I did so much in the city. And they embraced me and took me and my family in. Right. So Sac is always is always gonna be my second home, always love. But basketball wise, I was upset. Um, 
I was the projected starter for Houston. T-Mac and Shane Battier were hurt. They weren't coming back until like December, maybe. I think T-Mac they came back like January. Hmm. I, I was I was locked in. I was in. And <laughs> I think it's because I played too well in summer league. If I went out there in summer league and didn't do nothing, I would have still been in Houston. As one nobody, I wouldn't have been had no interest. I wouldn't have had no stock. We wouldn't have been able to throw me in a trade. Like, oh, I don't want him. He wasn't. But because I think I played so well. And Sacramento was already getting ready to be on this like rebuilding um, thing. They traded traded me for uh, for Ron Artest. That's crazy. I didn't know you traded for. And that trade ended up not working out for them. <laughs> and I went back and talked to my guy about my, one of the scouts. I was like, man, y'all should have just kept me. Like Ron didn't mesh well with you know T Mac and Shane and there. It was a whole whole thing. It was a it ended up being a bad trade, but <clears throat> uh, yeah, you know part of the business and uh i was on the move again i got this section called mike's mental minute i like to just go a little bit deeper like how i kind of tapped into you earlier just with that mental thing and speaking on death mm-hmm. so already being traded twice before like your rookie debut what kind of effect did that have on you like mentally and you know what i'm saying like how was everything going into it like how, how did that affect you mentally it wasn't it, it wasn't bad because it was like i don't know you i looked at it two ways like all right it's a team that wants me and then it's a team that not necessarily doesn't want me but didn't i guess couldn't use me or i don't know really what it was but i looked at it i always always try to stay positive with everything i got going on mm-hmm. no matter what like life is full of ups and downs you just got to just stay locked in and, and just stay positive. So I always look at it like, hey, man, I'm going to the spot where uh, I'm going to get a chance to to grow, to hoop, and just to do what I love. So I wasn't – I didn't think about it too much because for me, shoot, I'm, man, I'm still in the league at the end of the day. I still have my contract, still my contract. Oh. Like, I'm still there, you know. This is about going out there and doing what you love. So I, it it didn't it didn't really affect me at, at all, really, because I didn't really understand the business. So mm-hmm. – it was just like, all right, well, whatever. Niggas get traded every day. Like, all right, cool. I'm I'm all, on my way to, to Sacramento. So yeah, it wasn't look <laughs> looking back on it now, it probably should have affected me more. But I was just so young. I was just so happy to be in the league. It didn't matter, but I'm 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 here. Like let's let's go. Y'all want me to go play and wherever. It don't matter. Like and that's why my rookie year I asked to go to the D League. Like I was I went to the organization, me and my agent was like, yo, send me to the D League. Like I'm not I'm here not playing. We're losing. We won like 17 games my rookie year. So we're, we're losing and I'm not playing? Like, nah. Go ahead, send me to, to D-League, bro. I'm trying to go hoop. It's yeah. on it. So, but yeah, no, nah, I wasn't that bad. So, yeah, you, you kind of stepped into that next question. Like, so what was your biggest adjustments um, that you had during uh, some of the things that you – and what were some of the things that you kind of learned early on you know what I'm saying? Playing in that Clippers because I kind of had an identical season with you. Like I was with the Clippers. We only won 18 games. I'm like, yeah. when am I going to play? Exactly. Like, what's exactly. going on? And when they put you out there, you was hooping. 
I think the end of the season we played out, we was both out there just going. Yeah, crazy, like just get let's just get get a bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember because it was you and uh you and Bobby, Bobby you and Bobby, Bobby Brown. Yeah, yeah, yep. Bobby Brown. Bobby was like, we was going at, at it. Yeah, yeah. We was out there preseason the whole every every time we linked up, we was going at it. No, facts, facts, facts. Um Nah, just the adjustment for me was just the, the time, man. We had so much, it was so much free time for me. Mm. So just kind of getting adjusted to that. Um, and still at the same time, you know, I'm only 20 years old, so there's only so much that I could do. Yeah, I think that was my biggest thing. And learning how to be a pro. You know, people you people don't understand, like, it's you got to learn how to be a pro. You don't just, you can't just be a pro. Like, mentally, um, you know, with your work ethic, you know, how you how you showing up, you know, what you doing when you do show up. Like it's it's a lot to go into being a pro. That's why, you know, I, I tell my oldest now, I'm like, yo, I have the blueprint for you. All you have to do is just listen, bro. That's all I need you to do is just listen and trust what I'm saying because I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't I didn't made all of the mistakes. I done messed up every step of the way. I didn't I didn't I didn't did everything that you can think of that I don't want you to do. So I, I can help you do, you know, get you to where you need to be at. But uh, but yeah, just 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 being a pro, man. It's it's a lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely you definitely hit it right on the head, and that's what I try to tell my my son now. Like, bro, I'm trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the biggest things. Like, I kind of seen it from every angle. I seen it from exactly. the I seen it from the bottom of the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was at the top of the top. So mm-hmm. I know, you know what I'm saying, what it is. So I'm going a, I'm to a make it a, a smoother transition for you. So appreciate you in that, too. Nah, you already know. After your four years with the Kings and you had a pretty good experience overall with them, um, being that, just like you said earlier, the town really appreciates you every time you come back into the city. It's always love. But after your four years, you signed a contract overseas. What made you want to leave the league and go play? Was it because you just wanted to hoop or was nah, like, what so was your mindset? No, nah, so what's crazy is so after <laughs> after my four years in Sacramento, I had I signed a two year I didn't sign, I had inked a two year deal in Brooklyn, but I ended up breaking okay. my ankle. I was supposed to sign my contract oh, on Monday. Okay. I went and played and broke my ankle. Didn't play the whole summer. Went and played on a Sunday. Like Went to go shoot. It's crazy, crazy story. I was in the gym just shooting. Me and my cousin working out. I was living in Charlotte at the time. And my young boys was going to UNCC. So I'm up there shooting and working out. Finish my workout. They come in. They're like, yo, you want to hoop? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I hoop. I ain't really ain't hooped all summer. So yeah, let me go out here and try to hoop. Like, I got my deal now. I'm straight. Let me go hoop. It was like the last, like the last game or something like that. Came down. Got cut behind me, I tripped over him and fell and broke my ankle. So I lost my deal in, in Brooklyn, obviously. Um, shout out to them, though. They still took care of me, took care of the surgery and the rehab and everything. So it was dope for that. Um, so I rehabbed basically that whole next year. Um, and I signed with Memphis at the end of the season, 2012-2013 season, I signed with Memphis. Uh, went all the way to the Western Conference Finals, had a great experience with that. And then from Memphis, I got traded to Boston. Um, mm. so, uh, rest in peace to my man, Fat Mello. We was, went to Syracuse. It was crazy. Yeah. We got traded. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. So uh, got traded to Boston. And I knew in my mind, I'm like, Boston has no 
I do not, I'm not fitting in there with their, you know, what they got going on. Like as far as, you know, you teams are trying to build a roster that, you know, guys who they know are gonna, you know, play or da 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 like mm-hmm. I was just like a trade thing. You know, mm-hmm. let me trade for him because his contract I had also my second year was non guaranteed too. Like a non guaranteed contract was like, uh, what's the odds of me making this team and sticking around and being able to do something? Which was I probably could have, but also had China that has sent the offer like, yo, we you know what I'm saying? Everybody know about China. You go to China. Yeah. 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 Bag. Yeah. Yeah. Bag. So bag, yeah. China hit me like, man, you know, season only five months. Woo, woo, woo. Six months, five months. Yeah. Come over, yeah. Come over, do your thing. And then what also enticed me was Bobby was on the team. Um, Bobby mm. Brown, like, yo, yeah. bro, come win, win. pull up. Yeah. Pull up. Let's come play. Let, let's do this. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, bet. So I'm out. So I got um, released from Boston and and went over there, but you know, like you said, to 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 play one for sure, and to, you know, to get that bag. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great bag over there. China is one of the greater leagues. Um, yeah. It's more like NBA more oriented as far as the money goes. And I mean, yeah, you get an opportunity where you're gonna get the ball majority of the time, and the lifestyle, yeah, yeah it's catered to you. You a king over there. Mm-hmm. You got your interpreter situation, hotel, driver. Like, okay, so so when you first went over there, I know my first experience, I got off the plane, I got in the car, and they was having a conversation, but all they were saying was nigga, 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 nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that tripped me out. Oh, I flipped out. My interpreter, he wasn't even the one that was having the conversation. He was sitting in the back with me. So they're having a conversation, and I'm looking at him. And I'm like, and he's looking at me like, what? And I'm like, you don't hear them? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's yep. not, no, 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 no. Yep. I forgot even what it means, but it's like, it's, it's like, like, it's like um, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was like, I'm like, what? Are you, you, you're not hearing this? And he was like, no, he just like, no, 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 no. Yep. It, it, it don't mean that, it don't mean that. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Just, just, but just throughout the the rest of the time, that still tripped me up, man. Like, just, yeah, wow. all right, that's uh, different. So funny, yeah, nah, it is. It was, so it different. Fun. Yeah, it was cool though. China was a, a, a great, and I was I was in a great city too. I was in um I was in Dongguan, which is like an hour away from Hong Kong. I was in South China. Oh yeah, yeah. So baller. People that people that don't know, like mainland China, nobody speaks English. When I say nobody, nobody yeah. speaks English. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to live. The food, everything is just hard. crazy. I mean, yeah, well, I think it was pretty good because we had a bunch of America. Like we had like we had uh uh Dell. Dell had a factory in my city. Uh I think Nike had a factory in our city. So it was a bunch of foreign, it was expats that was in the city okay. that would come over. Imports. Um, yeah, imports. Yeah. And they would they would be there uh, you know, just at the hotels like it was it was we had an american grocery store like we had it wasn't my city wasn't that bad and then what made even better was that hong kong was right there so you can go over to hong kong you get your everybody great food you got um you know just americans way more american whatever you want yeah you know they go and have a you can go and have a conversation with somebody i was just being in the mall just talking to random people just like It's so great to be able just to sit here and speak English, like, you know, like man, just a little boat ride away. Yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah, 
you spend the next few years playing on different teams internationally and playing in uh, the NBA Summer League. Mm-hmm. Kind of walk us through the the different, you know what I'm saying, teams, countries you were in. And well, initially, my, my plan was to go to China, get mm-hmm. the bag, and then come back during the season. Mm-hmm. Of course, what they don't tell you is, and I always – Tell, tell guys this who, who are in the league who are thinking about going overseas. It's way harder to get back into the league than mm-hmm. it is when you first initially, like that whole process. I mean, just for, for me, and I know a lot of guys are different, but I know for Not me for, for sure, it's hard, it, was, it was way harder to get back into the league. Like it was just like, it's not that I, I gave up, but it was just like, man, I'm not, I'm not trying to keep coming home every summer after I've played overseas and they have to play in summer league just to try to get the, the non-guaranteed contract. Like, yeah. If I, if I could go back and do it, I would have just stayed on Boston and, and just grinded my way through. I like, just found my way. Like if I needed to turn into a journeyman, just turn into a journeyman, you know what I'm saying? Just to, right. just to, just to, to, to be home. Cause that overseas life is is rough, man. Yeah, and you don't you don't really especially with, with you know I was tw- I got drafted I was twenty spent five four just, four five just, years in the league. It's just like being you, so young, you don't really don't appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you just take it for you took it for, I took it for granted for sure. And hey, uh, hey, man, yeah. like, and don't get me wrong, overseas is it's still great. You know, what I'm saying you're still doing what you love. You 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 you're still being able to provide for but your it's family. It's an adjustment. It's a, it's a big adjustment. lifestyle adjustment, you know? Big, big adjustment. Big Culture adjustment. adjustment, too. Culture. Yes. Yes. Lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, you know, after China, um, I mean, I haven't been in, I haven't had too many bad bad places, to be honest. Oh, uh, After China, I went to Dubai. I was in Dubai for two years. Um, I played there. That's that was a good, another great place to play. Another great bag. Yeah. They I left, uh, yes, for sure. I left. Uh, <laughs> I left Dubai and went to uh, went to Lebanon. Played in Lebanon for a few years. Um, That's bad too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say you went to everywhere that had a bag. Hey, man, <laughs> hey, man. At the end of the day, look. At the end of the day, I was chasing. I was just chasing the bag. That's all it was about for me. That's that Syracuse. I'm, I'm That's that Syracuse in you. Look, man. Look, I'm trying to go get the bag. I got. I got to take care of these kids. But uh, but yeah, just bouncing around. I think the, I went and played in Saudi. Saudi was cool. Um, I actually got stuck there right before the pandemic, which was crazy. That's different. Oh, um, yeah, it was it was wild. But uh, went to Tunisia after that. I I've been I didn't I played so many places. It's, it's it's really been a blessing. Though. I can really. Yeah, I was almost I was almost stuck in uh, Tunisia. I was almost stuck in Tunisia, and I was. I went, to Tunisia, I went to Tunisia after the pandemic. I went there. Yeah, to, I know. <laughs> Ezra, yeah, I mean Azara, Azara. Yeah, I hit you up. I talked to you about that. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. it was. Tunisia was cool though. Tunisia was, it was better than I thought. I ain't gonna lie. Tunisia was beautiful, and just to be able to say like, you know, I've been to Africa, like to get that, even yeah. though you know, it's, yeah, it's North yeah. Africa, but it's, it's was they was they speaking there. French? They were speaking French in that part where yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was weird to me. I'm oh, that's a that. bar. Yeah, they were speaking like, French. They speak French, everything French Arabic, under- and English. Yeah, wow. everything was kind of under the French rule. I think the mm-hmm. French kind of conquered that area. Yeah. After- so yeah. everything, the dollar, everything was, you know what I'm saying? The currency mm-hmm. was under the French rule, everything, the timing, they was on 
everything was kind of under the French rule. And that was yeah. weird. Like they talking, they talking French, but then they praying in Arabic. I was like, what? Yeah, it was, it was wild. It was wild. It was wild. It was, it was some uh it was some twilight. You just like using twilight. Like I swear. It's like, what's going on? Like, why? And then what's crazy is it looks like you like you're in the Middle East though. Like the, the way yeah. that the, the area is, like how they're buildings and everything. It looked like you're in the Middle East, mm-hmm. but then they speak in French. But you know the the uh, the the what's the what's the, what's the religion? The Islamic or what? Yeah, they, 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 Islam. Yeah, it's Islam. Islam. Islam yeah. yeah. So they yeah. they speak in Arabic. It was wild, man. It was. Yeah. It's a beautiful place, though. It's a beautiful it's a, place. It's a wonderful place to be. So we fast forward a few years, and you end up in the big three. How did that kind of you know come into play for you? What's crazy is I was supposed to have been and been in the big three like, like in the inaugural season. I was uh mm-hmm. when they came up when they I think my agent somebody hit my agent up about it and I was like yeah I'll do it so you know beginning of the season I'm doing I'm overseas but I'm doing promo videos for the big three um I did a couple of interviews on like CNN talking about it and all kinds of crazy stuff and then when draft night come <laughs> I don't get drafted like nobody. Nobody trapped me. Really? I was like, what? how y'all have me do all this promo? Yeah, I'm not I'm on like even during the first season, the flyers, I'm on the flyer. Like <laughs> I'm on the flyer. It was crazy. Something like I was like, all right, whatever. I guess, you know, I'll try again another year. And then the second year, I think I ended up went I went and played the TBT. I went and played with my Syracuse team with the TBT. So I was like, I don't really, I wasn't even tripping off the big three. Um but after that, Corey Maggetti had hit me up. Later on in the second season, it was like, yo, can you come play? Da-da. But we end up going like to the final four of the TBT. So I was like, no, nah, I got to do this. I'm trying to get this bag real quick, the TBT money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, two million. It was three million yeah, then? It was that year, it was two million. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, I went and played with them. And then I didn't even think about the big three again until the following year. I had, uh, I had broke, I had broke a bone in my hand. So I was home. I had surgery, I rehab. And I had got cleared in like I want to say April to play, and I ended up uh, just working out, getting back in shape, and actually going to the combine, and uh, that was in Vegas, and ended up getting drafted by uh, by Stat and, and, and the Killer Threes, and, and just finished up my, my my third year. That was uh that was season three, huh? At a big yeah. three, this yeah. past year, yeah. This is my my you third know. year, yeah. Yeah. We, so we, what's we the experience been like for you overall so far? Oh, it's been fun, man. I tell everybody, like, it's the league is – it's about the camaraderie, man. Like, you know, being able to play against guys I, I used to play with, played against, a couple guys I watched growing up. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's dope, man. And, you know, you get to be home and, and play in front of your your family. You know what I'm saying? My kids get to come to the games, like – they taking pictures with Cube and whoever else showed up to the game. Like you know what I'm saying, it's just it's the whole atmosphere is, is is dope, man, and and it's fun. And you know, we we still out here doing what we love. One thing we got to talk about though is the past two years, <laughs> you have had oh, some, some 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 luck going on. We've been there. robbed in the playoffs. <laughs> I can't, I can't. First year, first year, make it always to the championship. Granted, we lost in the championship. All right, cool. Made the championship. Had a great year. These last two years, like, and you just itching to get back to I just want to get back to the playoffs. Let me get my foot in the door and make something happen. But uh but yeah now nah, I think you know we we had to, it was it was we had the, the control of it. All we gotta do was win. And you know it didn't it didn't happen. But at the end of the day, like I said, man, it's, it's still fun. 
um, it's still love, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to next year for sure. Definitely. You guys are going to be representing in the All-Star Game uh, yes, next sir. weekend in Atlanta. Congratulations to your brother. Yeah, yes, congratulations. Even though we're on the same team. No, we're not on the same team. Okay. So next week, they always want to put us up against each other. I don't know you why. I already know. I'm trying to win something. You feel me? <laughs> 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 hey, what they, what they talking about? We, we get a bonus for winning or something like that? Yeah, you get more than a loser. Oh, okay. Oh, right. yeah, <laughs> the winner get more than the loser. Are we still, is they're doing the same thing. Okay. Yeah, right, right. Hey, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, you already know how I'm coming in. You already know. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, hey. you already know. We trying to get it. Right. All right. We in the final segments round. This segment is called Rhino Vision, where I like to go into detail and have. Obviously, our guests explain a breakdown of their favorite plays. You, in this scenario, we have a few. So the the first one would be your fireball, because you're a fireball beast. You know what I'm saying? And your ones. <laughs> so I, I want you to give a, a in-depth breakdown of your favorite fireball one-on-one, and then give me one of your favorite plays from a five-on-five scenario, whether it be NBA, overseas, or TBT. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So the first one, the fireball. Um, I don't know. I got I got two really good ones, of course, that they always use for the promo. Um, I've had a few though, but my two favorites, I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna pick two. Was the game winner fireball mm-hmm. against uh Andre Owens and Aliens last year, um, two thousand and twenty season. This year, I'm sorry, two thousand twenty one season. This year it would have to be against uh, Isaiah Briscoe trilogy. Um, I think it was like the second game of the season. He was fouling the whole time. Um, yeah, it's, it's fireball. First of all, anybody that don't know fireball, there's yeah. no fouls that's going to be called. Like you got to, as a player, you got to know that. So it, I mean, it got to be a real blatant foul for you to get it called. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah, as soon as I get the ball, top the key, he got two hands, just two hands in my chest. So, of course, I turn and start backing him down. He's still two hands, boom, two hands pushing all that. So, I think I almost, like, lost the ball, got it together, got to my spot, and just shot my fade and hit the hit the shot and ended up going in. And uh, it's crazy. I think he had a, a whole bunch of guys on the sideline that was talking, and I just turned at them and, you know, let them know, like, man, don't, don't play with me. I'm not. I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. You already know. Like, you already know I'm not one of them. <laughs> I do this, all right? I do this. I do this. Um, and as far as one of my favorite plays, I, I always say this, my favorite play in the league, um, rest in peace to to, to Mamba, man. Um, the Bean. Uh, we had a game in Sacramento. I think this was my this was my second year. It's like my, my breakout year in the league. I think I, I started like 65 games that year, something like that. Definitely my best year in the league. Um, and... We was playing L.A. in Sacramento. Everybody knows Kings, Lakers rivalry. It's crazy. Crazy, like, yeah. Crazy. Um, going all the way back to the C-Web days and, you know, Vladi and all them. Shout out to Mike Bibby. Yes, sir. My Mike guy, Mike. Bibby. That's the OG right there. Um, man, it was – it's always crazy. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a regular season game in Sac. I think it was the first one of the year. And 
were were tied up. They got the ball. It's like 14 seconds left on the clock. Me and Kobe on the um, he got me on the post, and you know he backed me down, backed me down, backed me down. He goes just shoot a little turns. You know, usually he goes right. Obviously, Scott before everybody know how Scott was for. Kobe gonna go over that left shoulder. He turns and goes over his right shoulder, and it's my but it's on my 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 strong hand, my my uh my right hand. So I end up going up and blocking it. And um and sending it to overtime. And uh I mean we lost overtime, but just that moment being able to, you know, to guard him and I got the picture framed and everything. And after the game, you know, he 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 we spoke and you know he I earned his respect that night. And uh wow. you know that was that's that's one of the best moments for sure in in my NBA career. That's awesome. That's dope. And yeah. you gave <laughs> us our first defensive play defensive. like everybody True. talks about offense you give our uh-huh. first defensive uh-huh. i like that that was uh-huh. that was dope dude was i told dope. i told you i had to change the change the narrative with, with, with Syracuse, <laughs> man. It's for, you know we they think we just back there playing two three man like we can't play no defense like, no, we play defense bro we play when we need to i get <laughs> the late great the, the young goat kobe rest yeah. in peace again man now nah, that's yeah. a dope story for sure yeah. All right, we'll get into the next one. It's called Give a Dog a Bone. It's just a bunch of rapid-fire questions for our audience to get to know you a little bit better. Starting off, this is the Underdogs podcast. We got to know what your favorite dog breed is. Um, I'm not really a dog person. Uh, I like uh, I like other people's dogs. I like, <laughs> you know, to, to be able to, uh, you know, play with them and then give them back. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. But if I had to pick, maybe, a, um, I don't know, one of my good friends got a friendship. So I say maybe a Frenchie. Okay. Favorite musical artist? Favorite musical artist. Wow. Um, I have a favorite genre. I'm an R&B guy. I say that. I love R&B. Uh, I, I, I do. I wasn't allowed to listen. My mom was very religious and strict when I was younger. So I didn't, I couldn't even start listening to rap until I was like 12, I think, 13. Mm. And it was, it was, it was Jay-Z, Hove. So that was my oh. first, uh, yeah, that was my first rap artist. But I was, I grew up on R&B, so R&B is, is, is my favorite. Okay. What's your favorite shoe? Oh, Nike, for sure. Hoop shoe, got to be Kyrie's. I can't wear nothing but Kyrie's. Kyrie's, so, okay. I've, Checks yeah, I've been, I've been with, Yeah, I've been with, with Kyrie since his first one, so. Yeah, the first one was amazing, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Kyrie's, cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite city to play in? I think you may have already answered this. Um, my favorite city to play in is is at the crib going home, Baltimore. Um, okay. You know, program we got a really good program. I wasn't unfortunately I wasn't able to play in it this year. Too busy with the big three, but uh, yeah, shout out to the Brunson League. Um, I love going home and 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 playing. So Baltimore is definitely my favorite. I didn't realize that was out of the DMV. That's cool. Yeah, Brunson. Yep, Brunson League is 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 in, it's in Baltimore. It's not even so. We gotta get this straight too, because Mike said it earlier. The DMV is not Baltimore. Y'all, we gotta get y'all to understand that. Okay. DMV is DC, Maryland, Virginia. So DMV is more like where Mike and them from, like PG County, Mike, Mike Beasley, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Ty Lawson, Nolan Smith, uh, uh, Chris Wright, Austin Freeman. All those guys is from the DMV. Mm. Baltimore is this, it's in Maryland, but we're we're technically our own state. Like if you if you get in Maryland, if you ask somebody like, oh yeah, what, 
Oh, you from you from Maryland? Yeah, we from oh Baltimore. Oh no, nah, you from Baltimore. You're not from Maryland. <laughs> <We> just, <laughs> it's a difference. But yeah, no. Nah, Baltimore so. from the wire, huh? Exactly. We got our own, <laughs> got our own swag. Like yeah, you got our own swag, own lingo. Yeah, like, no, for cool. real. I love the lingo and the accent, though. I'm going to keep it yeah. 100. I love being more accent. That shit, that shit. It's fine. different. Yeah. It's definitely different. It's not that Philly. It's not that. No, no, no. It's totally New different. York. It's yeah, totally, totally, yeah. Totally, yeah. Different. totally different. Who is your favorite dunker of all time? Mm. That's a good question. That's a great question. Favorite dunker of all time. I would have to say, uh, I would have to say, I'm gonna have to go with Vince. Let's go. That's the right answer. Yeah. Got it. Got it. That's a great answer. Aside from basketball, what would you say your favorite hobby is? Um, traveling. I mean, it's 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 part of what we do. Um, and uh, you know, I'm I'm at I'm in a hotel now. I'm always on the road, so <laughs> I'm not I'm not even home now. So uh, and yeah, your passport is is almost like Anthony Bourdain's anyway. Look, no, I've been through. I've been through a couple of them. Definitely been through a couple of them. Um, yeah, nah, just, just, just traveling. Maybe, maybe hanging out with family and you know, definitely my kids. But uh, yeah, and my my kids love to travel too. So I, it's we we share that common that common bond right there. So traveling for sure. Do you have a favorite place you've been to like, in terms of traveling? <sighs> my favorite place to go to. What's crazy is I played in DR, like I won a championship down there. Um and like for like three or four years straight, I spent every summer down there and then played in that like little summer league. So probably DR just because it's like it's home. I get love when I go down there. My kids love it down there. Um so yeah, probably uh probably DR. Who is the hardest player you've had to guard? Hmm. Kobe. Kobe, he, you, you, it's like, you, you try not to, one, I didn't, I, I was never one to talk trash to that type of tier. I didn't, you gotta, you gotta know his level to, you know what I'm saying? You're trash <laughs> now, Mike, Mike is a little more crazy. I talk trash. Mike is, is, I don't, Mike might have tried Kobe. I, I, I think, I, <laughs> I definitely tried Kobe. Yeah, Mike definitely tried Kobe. <laughs> But with me, with I me, was never uh, in the game. I was never in the game. So I didn't have that problem. You feel me? I'm telling you. I took my Kobe A out on Jordan Farmer. So I was. <laughs> yeah, nah. So I, I, I didn't, I didn't talk. I didn't guard it. What's crazy was how I was the, the, the my role on the team. I was the defensive guy on the team. Of course, um, you know, I, I played everybody from Steve Nash to AI. To Dirk, to KG, um, of course, all the forwards, Melo, KD, um, you know, Kobe, D Wade. I, I, I was the guy guarding the, their guy. And with Kobe, man, it's like one you didn't you like. It was the same thing with with Jordan. You didn't look him in his eye. You, at the beginning of the game, you dap him up, and that's it. That you don't you don't say nothing to him. You don't talk trash. You hit your shot, you better go back down the court. It's like you don't want to make them mad. You and you can only defensively, you can only just try to contain him. He has a counter to a counter to a, his counter. Like it, it's no way. You just gotta can keep him in front, contest, and hope he misses. That's how it is. Wow. 
Who would you say the best defender versus you was? Oh, no, I don't think nobody can defend me, to be honest. So. <laughs> I love that attitude. <laughs> nobody. Okay. Did you have a least favorite city or stadium to play in? Michael hate me for this. I hated Milwaukee, man. Was... <laughs> the new arena is cold. The new yeah, arena, arena looked dope. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 just we we always went in the middle of winter. Like it was just it was just bad. <laughs> it's a bad city to play, but like the nightlife and the that was pretty fun. I will say that. Yeah, nah. It was uh it was cool though. Milwaukee different, man. We ain't it is different. Winter time, no, but what's crazy is if you see the city in the summertime, it's a totally different. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally booming. different. Totally I'm talking different. about booming in the in the spring, winter, and the, oh yeah, I mean the spring, summer, and the fall. Oh my, God. Yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and the winter. Yeah. Oh my, there's no way you can't go it's nowhere. Like, send it's me to cold. Florida. <laughs> I'm going to Florida. It's too cold, man. So, all right. What would you say your favorite movie is? Either He Got Game or mm. or Paid and Fool. One of my two. I'll give you a sports movie and a, and a regular joint. So, yeah. Okay. He Got he got Game for sure, though, no more. Okay. Who is your favorite current player? Favorite current player? Hmm. That is a good question. I'm really a fan of, of, of the league. Um I'm really rocking with uh with the kid Bones right now. He's Bones Island. Mm. Yes, he okay. is. He is a, a, a problem. I mean, we're on the underdog podcast, so we we'll, we can go with it. like you know underdog. I, he's like something uh-huh. like an underdog. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay, Davion Mitchell is my sleeper right now. Just want to throw that out there. I think that kid's he insane. is he, he is nice too. is a beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his work ethic's crazy too. Is he still is he still in sack? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 having been keeping up with their trades and everything. But who is your favorite all time player? Oh, MJ. MJ. Okay. No doubt. No doubt about it. And then to end this off, what's something you wish fans knew or understood better about me or about the game? About. You and the game, I guess. Or I'll let you interpret it how you want to. Just about um, being a pro athlete and kind of that spotlight you have. It's hard, you know. Um, we are one. I wish people understand that we're 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 regular people too. You know, we're we're humans. Um, I think a lot of times people try to put us on on pedestals or put us places where you know good and bad you know at the end of the day we're still we're still regular people you know we're just really good at our jobs or we can do something really really well which is playing basketball um that's one and as far as about the game um I mean, obviously everybody can't do it bro like it's it's how many how many NBA players has only been five thousand or something like that i mean what is what's the number something small like that right maybe five or seven thousand ever NBA players ever like like, give me some credit if we if we sit here talking about you know hoop or you know just just anything. What I what I've accomplished is is not an easy feat. Um, I was blessed to do it. There's yeah. a lot of hard work that went into it, and um, you know everybody everybody can do it. Truth. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know. 
Put some respect on my name. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we need a respect check, Jay. We got to put that yeah, on. In the end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we need to ding. Yeah. <laughs> what was your funniest NBA moment? Oh man, I don't know. A few of them. I, I made I made Perk's uh, big Perk uh, bloopers one time. I think he was in Boston. <laughs> Everybody sent it to me on Twitter when they put up his little highlight video, or whatever. It's supposed to be a highlight video, but it's really all like his bloopers. He did something like try to do a behind the back pass or something. Nobody. I don't know. I don't know. It was I was on the bench crying. There's cameras in right in on me. I was dying laughing. Like I'm talking about. I mean, I was holding on to my teammate and everything. Like they zoomed right in on me. Uh, that was pretty funny. Or I can look back on it now and say it's funny. My first game, my rookie year, three straight plays. I stepped out of bounds, bro. Uh, three yeah. straight plays, stepped out of bounds, and coach took and Reggie Theus took me out, bro. You you go ask Reggie this week <laughs> or the other day. Three straight times, like I don't know if I I don't know if I just had the jitters or I don't know what it was, bro. But I was yeah. nervous and I just kept stepping out of bounds. I was like, yo, know, <laughs> like I looked down at one time, my foot was all the way out of bounds. I was like, oh, <laughs> bro. Take me out the game now, man. Oh, man. I'm waiting for the sub, man. Come get me, bro. Three straight time. I, I want to say, I think we were playing, I think we were playing the Warriors. It was a preseason game. We were playing the Warriors. And I. it was three straight times, bro. I could not, for the life of me, understand what was going on with my feet. I'm like, bro. He wanted to get close to that bench. <laughs> man, man, what? It was crazy. But, yeah, that was, that was. That was probably the funniest for sure. That, that first, damn. that first game, man. Damn, damn rookie, rookie. Damn rookie. <laughs> damn rookie. Come on, rook. Come, Come on, on rook. rook. Get it together, rook. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I heard Bobby Jackson saying, "Come on, rook." What you doing? <laughs> Shout out to Bobby Jackson, too. He was a Damn. kid. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, he was. I used to look up to coming off that bench, being that spark plug. Man. That, them ones. For Cold real. with it, man. Cold with uh, it. What's crazy is he had a six-secret agreement when nobody knew. He used to sit on the bench and sip Red Bull. Mm. Like, had a little cup. And he came in the game ready. Fire. <laughs> All cylinders. Even his last year. His last year, he was still – I want to say actually he might have averaged like I think he averaged close to fifteen that year. Mm. Something like that. I don't know. He was cooking my rookie year though. He's a buck. Like, he he he's a coach over there at SAC now too. Yeah, I, I think he's the head coach of the G League team. I want to say. Yeah, he's the head oh, coach of the G League. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll end this episode off as we do each week, asking you what do you think the biggest lesson you learned throughout your entire journey is? Just to continue to work, man. You got to always grind. Um, and even now in my older years, like I, I, I gotta continue to make sure I tell myself that just to continue to work, continue to, to go along with it, um, with trust the process. But, uh, but yeah, man, just gotta, gotta grind and always put that, put that work in. Thanks. Yes, awesome. sir. That's going to do it for episode number 18 of the underdogs podcast. I'll link Dante's socials down below. Make sure to give him a follow, click subscribe. See you guys next week. Peace. Number 18. Yo, appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> yes, sir. You already Thanks, know. Thanks, bro, bro.